Well, we put on three great justices, and you have some other great justices up there, and they're not going to take the vote away from the people. Donald Trump predicting the Supreme Court will go his way and strike down the ruling that took him off the primary ballot in Colorado. His lawyers urging the justices to do just that. In their new filing, Trump's lawyers echoed their client's own language. They wrote that the efforts to remove Trump, quote, promised to unleash chaos in Bedlam if other state courts and state officials follow Colorado's lead. Meantime, in the legal battle over the federal 2020 election case against him, Trump digging deeper into the argument that presidents need to be completely immune from prosecution. In an interview with Fox's Sean Hannity last night, Trump was asked for his closing message to New Hampshire voters. Trump, of course, said, make America great again. And then this. The president of the United States, and I'm not talking about myself, I'm talking about any president, has to have immunity. Because if you take immunity away from the president, so important, you will have, you will have a president that's not going to be able to do anything. Because when he leaves office, the opposing party, president, if it's the opposing party, will indict the president for doing something that should have been good. Let's bring in to the table the conversation CNN senior legal analyst Ellie Honig, Errol and Lee and Basil are still with us. Ellie, the filing is really interesting from Trump's lawyers, yep. not, not just, um, and we'll get, by the way, to the immunity stuff because that's wild too in a moment, but this filing of the Supreme Court by Trump's lawyers, it echoes his language. It's, it, it's trying to make a number of arguments and hope that one sticks with the Supreme Court. Their main argument here, though, that this was the president didn't, what he did didn't amount to participating in an insurrection. And by the way, if you do this, you will create a chaotic country, which is not a legal argument. Yeah. How do you expect the Supreme Court to address that? Well, so a lot of focus is on this phrase chaos and bedlam mm -hmm. that's in, in the brief. I can't defend the bedlam part of it, but the chaos part, I think if you look at the brief, he actually says that they say legal chaos, political yeah. chaos, and they're right. I mean, we've done the map. We've shown the map, right? The red states are all the states that have rejected these 14th Amendment challenges. The yellow states, and there's about a dozen of them, are all the ones where the challenges have failed so far, but not finally. And then you have the two blue states. You have Colorado and Maine that have thrown them off. That is chaotic. And in fact, one of the Colorado Supreme Court justices said, the problem, the dissenters said, the problem with all this is it's chaos. You can't have some states throwing them off, some totally, states not. But my question to you is, yep. is, it's not really a legal constitutional issue no. That is not that the Supreme Court would address. Can they still do it that way? That is a policy argument that you can make to support a legal argument. With the, respect to the legal arguments, there's two categories in the brief. One is the factual claim, I did not engage in insurrection. I don't think the Supreme Court's going to take that. That's not what they do. That's not their function. They don't make findings of fact. That's what judges and juries are for. Then there's this series of procedural arguments, which boil down to, in a sentence, we don't know how this process works and we can't make it up on the fly here, different state by state, and then apply it backwards. And so there's various sort of versions of that, but I think the procedural arguments where this is gonna be decided, and I think one on Trump's behalf. We do. Um, Errol, I really wanna talk about immunity, um, not my own, uh, unless apparently I'm the president of the United States. Uh, Nikki Haley was asked about this issue and what Trump has said about it by Jake last night. Take a listen. If a president is doing something and it's related to, you know, whether it's terrorist threats or something like that and people die, that's one thing. But do you get just total freedom to do whatever you want? No, that's never the way it was intended to be. There needs to be accountability. No one is above the law. <clears throat> just for clarity here, part of this is tied to a Trump post on Truth Social, his truth, uh, if you will. It says, even events that, quote, cross the line must fall under total immunity or it will be years of trauma trying to determine good from bad. There must be certainty. 
like I'm gonna be doing some criming if yeah. you reelect me, but that's okay because I, walk me through kind of the thought process here. Look, it's, it's a pretty straightforward statement of what dictatorship is, right? I, a, a president, in his case, he is talking about himself, should be able to, must be able to legally do, within legal impunity, do whatever it is he or she wants. Um, the word salad that we got from Nikki Haley, um, it ended where it should have begun. No one is above the law is the principle with which you have to start this kind of a conversation if you're serious about democracy. Um, not, you know, sort of trying to do what she's trying to do. And, you know, I understand she's trying to win an election. So she, she kind of wanders around and talks about it. And chaos seems to follow him, like, you know, mysteriously, like some stray dog seems to follow D Donald Trump. Uh, and she's going to pardon him for whatever crime he might have committed, even though she doesn't know what it might be. Um, all of that stuff undermines the, the, the really the core argument uh, and takes us away from what other candidates have tried to do, which is, uh, sound a sense of alarm. You cannot have a major party candidate saying at the top of his lungs, trying to influence a specific Supreme Court decision, right. but also trying to influence all the rest of us to say that president can, can do whatever they want. And let's remember, we're going to uh, find out, Baslin, maybe even a couple of days, what this appellate court is going to do on the immunity argument. And we'll, I think everyone remembers what, that, what Judge Pan said in the hypothetical to Trump's attorney. Let's say that you had, as president, SEAL Team 6 yeah. take out a political opponent, while president, would you have immunity? And the word salad answer from the attorney the, was an eventual, yeah. Right. I, I think what we have to remember here is that as Donald Trump talks about political chaos, he's the one that created it, uh, to be clear. And so what he does, to Errol's point about what dictators do and how they sound, the, the whole point here is to get his supporters riled up, motivated, to get this sense that he is the aggrieved, right? The system is against him. And in order for me to deliver for you, I have to be able to do what I want. That your path through salvation, if you will, as a voter is through me. That is a really, really stark sort of view of democracy from his point of view. And for Nikki Haley, who's trying to walk this line in this word salad, the problem again is, as I said before, she should have done that earlier. Chris Christie, God bless him, was trying to sort of sound that alarm very early on, didn't get too far doing it. She's trying to figure out a way to walk that line to get a couple of votes. But too little, too late. The party could have done something to stop this a long time ago, and they didn't. I think it's a, it, it is a really stark line where he is right now. But the problem that we're facing right now is that you've got a huge number of Republicans who really do view this all as unfair. They all, I mean, more than 80% of Republicans view everything that's happened with all of these indictments as politically motivated. They look at this and they say, this is about political opposition. This is not about crimes that have been committed. And so Donald Trump has this ability to be able to navigate in that and still have the support of so many folks. Can I ask you something on that, though? Because when I saw it, it doesn't, my first inclination was not to play the usual game. It was like, is this going to upset Republicans? No, it's not going to upset Republicans. No, it's not going to upset his base. No, his base doesn't care about this at all. If anything, it'll make him like, it more, like him more. Which makes me wonder, why, why is he doing Like, what's the rationale here? They're already fired up. They already think everything is fraudulent and an attack and a two-tier justice system. Why are you saying There's I should be able to break any laws I want? Well, I'm not sure why he should be saying that. I mean, I can't really defend that he should be able to do anything. And I, I understand that's playing right into the dictator argument. In some ways, I feel like he likes to stoke the bear. Yeah. And I think he believes the more that this argument comes that he's a dictator, that he's an authoritarian, the more his base gets excited, the more people are likely to defend him. 
and it and it works. And right. it's 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 incredibly effective. I think he just loves to dance on that line that makes people crazy. The crazier people get, the more he wins. And I'll just say very quickly, what is emotional, what is intellectually uh, stimulating and persuasive is not always emotionally compelling. Mm. And Donald Trump yes. needs that emotional argument to continue to to lift his candidacy. What others have done is try to create an intellectual argument on democracy, and it doesn't have that emotional content. That's right. why Donald Trump does so. Really good point. Yeah. Yeah, thank you all very much.